Welcome back, everyone, to episode number three of Doc and the Law podcast. Thomas Gray with you here, joined by Corey Smith. Corey, what's going on, my man? Uh, I'm going to tell you, Tom, I'm going to be distracted tonight because uh, sound the sirens. We have live sports, ladies and gentlemen. I got Tom on one side of the screen, and I got Martinsville on the other. And as I'm speaking, I got Chase Elliott bumping into the back of Keselowski. I hope he puts him in the wall. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be a little bit distracted tonight. I got some action going tonight. I got a little Alex Bowman. As always, I got a little Chase Elliott going. And then I got Martin Truex Jr. I got a nice price on him. And uh, I got him leading right now, 66 laps to go. But uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated throughout the pod. But uh, be a little distracted tonight, Tom. I'm going well, I mean, to uh, take the mail for me. So there's a, there's a chance we both pass out during this podcast. You, because you got action going, and me, because I'm in my garage recording this podcast. It's about 1,000 degrees here in Alabama. Uh, I have one box. It, do, it doesn't going. get hot in Alabama in June, though, does it? Uh, it's shocking. In a shocking turn of events, it does. But uh, – I got one box fan going, just blowing hot air in my face. So there's a good chance uh, I fall out and you fall out. So <laughs> this podcast just may be just dead silence for about <laughs> till someone comes and resuscitates us. But eh, we'll just roll with it, I guess. If 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 Joey Logano passes Martin Truex and takes another win from me in the last three weeks, that would be two and three weeks, and you pass out, <laughs> if we could have 30 minutes of dead air, that would set a podcast record electric, for sure. It would be electric. Uh, first, first few housekeeping things. Uh, we'll figure out a schedule eventually. Um, with the everything got a kind of wacky with our schedules as well as uh, the coronavirus pandemic, whatever you want to call it, and the stuff going on in the world. So we're we don't have a schedule, but hopefully we're looking at getting something for sure on the books Wednesday night, Thursday night. It's for sure going to be ready to rock and roll by the weekend. And second thing, a little bit of housekeeping hits a little bit home. Uh, for me, shout out to Buddy Anderson, my high school coach. He announced this week um, from Vestavia, and you, you're familiar with Vestavia just because you went to school here at Sanford, um, and that's where I played. But uh, he's a he's a legend in Alabama high school football, and he announced his retirement after this season. And this will be his, I think, 42nd year at the helm uh, at Vestavia, which is crazy nowadays. You see these high school coaches jumping left to right every single year. It seems like trying to find a job, chase that next big job. And he's been there for 42 years. I mean, my, my dad knows him, played, played under him and I played under him. It's, it's just a crazy world, but, um, big shout out to him though. I, I, I mean, I got to tell you, so I've only met Buddy once. Um, I'll call him Coach Anderson. I don't deserve to call him Buddy. Uh, <laughs> but I will tell you, he is the picture of what a coach and a mentor and a disciplinarian and a, you know, just a, a, a steady, you know, it shows like what a steady force will do for a program when you know that he's not going anywhere and you know that he's committed to it. And the kids know that he's committed to it. And, I mean, they're still probably running the same plays with the same names as they were 40 years ago. Um, it, it, you know, if any of you haven't uh, – if you live around Birmingham and you're listening for some reason and you don't know us, I don't know who would be or why. But if you do, it's worth your time just to go check out a, uh, a Vestavia Hills football game. You know, the Rebel Spirit's in the air. But it's, uh, it's a cool experience <laughs> oh, man, I got, for somebody I got, who didn't I, grow I up there. Chills. I got chills going on when you said that. <laughs> took me, took me well, back. Which is saying something because it's 100 degrees in that Yeah, exactly. Garage. Exactly. I got chills saying the Rebel Spirit's in the air. 
So uh, next segment we're moving on to, Tom, and this is a, a, a new segment, and it may be a one-and-done segment. We'll, we'll just see. But as I'm watching uh, Bubba Wallace spin the number 43 uh, Chevy around Martinsville, and it's got a Black Lives Matter uh, paint scheme, it can't help but remind us that these are, as we are told every day, uh, unprecedented times. And I know that we're a sports podcast, um, but we are also a hot take podcast. And I think we would be remiss to recognize that we are docking the law. And so one half of this podcast is indeed the law, um, which there has been a whole lot of discussion surrounding um, the last you know couple weeks. And so um, we certainly want to be sensitive to everything going on. But I think more than anything, we just want to open the gate um, in the way in the way we would do it here, Tom. We want to open the uh, open the door and let and let you give your perspective as you know somebody who is indeed the law, um, and kind of share your thoughts on what's going on in uh, our new segment called "What the Hell Is Going On in the World." Uh, <laughs> but look, I just want to. I'm I'm I, I don't have much to say, and I have my own thoughts, and I'm trying to. Uh, for once in my life, be quiet and listen and, and gain some perspective. But I don't know for people listening, they may be interested to kind of hear your perspective on this and I've already heard it. So I'll, I'll kind of turn it over to you. Well, it's a, uh, it's like you said, is we're in unprecedented times and it's, man, it's so, it's so tough looking at what's going on in the world. And you just, from time to time, you and you get into this profession of law enforcement to help others, help others, uh, no matter what. And you you go in knowing, look, it's you don't you don't go into law enforcement for the pay. You go in because it's a calling, and you go in to help people. And it's you see people turning their back on law enforcement left and right. Gosh, it's so tough. And man, it makes it it makes it tough each and every day going to your job and knowing this. And you know, going in when you take when you take the um our creed and when you when you go through training and you take this position you know that something could happen to you each and every day um lucky for me i work in a good town where they where they really respect police officers and um i've got great people around me where it's it's not as bad but you look around these other places and um i feel for some of these officers going into work and again they knew going in to this position that there's a chance they could lose their life and they would have to be in some really difficult positions uh, with the public. But some of the stuff you see on TV, it's, it's, it's shocking to what people are doing to these police officers. Um, it breaks your heart because you want, and again, you get in this profession to help others and now they're defunding police officers and it's get, it's getting to a point you, you hear talk around the country. I mean, you're going to defund police officers that's fine, but who's gonna? You're gonna see a new a new form of evil take shape um, all around the country if you're gonna defund these these police departments, and it's it's sickening, and you just feel for these officers, um, you feel for their families because I know personally when I was on patrol, and luckily I've had a chance to advance my my career and move up a little bit, but when I was on patrol, some of the stuff you see throughout the day. Um, and this wouldn't happen to be with riots and you bring that stuff home and it affects your family. And now you look on TV and you see the news and you see what's going on and goodness, these guys go in and they deal with this and they deal with get didn't stuff thrown at them. And they're always under a microscope. And we know that going in as law enforcement officers, you're always under a microscope and everything you do is filmed and that's, that's fine. And it's, 
it's while you're on the clock or while you're you're protecting the city or doing your service, you get called thousands of names. Man, I've been called every name in the book and um, had my life threatened, my family's life threatened. And I, I work in a small town. I can't imagine these bigger towns where um, you have these major, major riots. What these guys are hearing and what these guys are feeling. Um, and sure, I mean, there are bad people in the world and they, they, they need to they'll get their due process when the time comes. And you'll handle those situations when they arise. But a lot of times, situations can resolve themselves if you just speak with people. Um, I think that's it's it's just tough to see the way the news is depicting police officers. And you can do with that what you will with the news. Um, I've I've turned it off, man. And I, we mentioned that a while this a while back. But I have completely just cut myself off from the news because it's just horrible. It just makes you feel sad. Man, we're in here. Trying, we watch stupid Disney World videos on what to do when you go to Disney World, what to eat when you go to Epcot, when you go to the uh, World of Food, and that's what we that's what we've been watching because it brings you joy, um, and that's why I love this podcast because it's just it's not news. We just sit on here and talk, and talk about sports and how yeah. how they make us feel and how I mean, sure we don't make any money. We actually I've actually lost a bunch of money here in the last few weeks gambling, but hey, it's it's <laughs> it's 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 it's, it's fun. Um, but it's just yeah. a tough, it's a tough profession right now. I know I rambled a good bit. Um, but there's, there's a lot of good police officers and a lot of, a lot of officers out there that I know for sure would lay down their lives for, for anybody in the public, me being one of them. Um, so which let's, here's to just hoping that, um, the next month in June and July gets a little bit better. Oh, and here, and I thought about this more. Uh, we'll finish here in a second. Sorry. I thought about this in the car today. You know what this all, and this may be, we can go into our next segment of this. You know what this all could have been fixed with? The freaking Olympics, oh man. The Olympics. Oh, because yeah, and we're maybe. sitting here. So I'm sitting here in the car, and I'm like, man, what? We could have all been what, unified. Why did it all come to this? And so after this, I traveled down the wormhole that was YouTube. And for some reason, I'm watching, I'm watching, uh, the swimming, the race we saw, the relay we saw it watched together at Sanford. Uh, I think it was 2008. That was Olympics. And then I get it on Wormhole. Mm-hmm. That would be like, Jason Lezak, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Uh, sorry. And then Jason Lezak. And so I'll get down that, and I'm watching people's reaction to it. And then I'm sitting here, and for some reason, the USA Ghana goal comes up. And I'm just – it's just – the video is just people's reaction. And it's just like everybody's in bar. It doesn't matter. We're all American, and we're all cheering, and we're all, we're all losing our minds because the U.S. scored a goal against Ghana in the 86 minutes. And I'm just like, where was this? Like, where was this? <laughs> Maybe well, it's not I just will, uh, I, I, I will say, I think that, um, number one, that was quite the rant. Um, and uh, we started at uh, current events and we ended at Jason Lezak. That was an incredible transition of events uh, and the, the journey you took us on. Would you expecting things different? <laughs> Uh, no, that was actually exactly what I expected, which is the most hilarious part of it. Uh, the other thing I will say is, um, I do think that I think we need sports, man. I think, um, I think it's an, it's just an interesting, uh, thing that gives people something to talk about other than all the, you know, depressing stuff that's going on, even though we need to deal with the depressing stuff. And the only take that I will give on all the current events is just, I think you make an, you make a great point, right? Which is that police officers are people. And people are people and black people are people and white people are people. And we're all God's children and we all deserve respect 
and we all deserve basic decency. And the, you know, the thing that I always try to think about is that, you know, it, it really boils down to, you can only control what you can control, right? Like I, Corey Smith, as a person, can't personally fix systemic racism tomorrow with any one action. But all I can control is the things I can control. And if everybody treats everybody, if police officers treat everybody with respect and if people treat police officers with respect, then it's a lot better place. And the real truth is there are people out there who are evil, who are not going to respect people. And we need to have people like you and good police officers who are going to protect us from those people. And then we need police officers to also realize that not all people are those people and they don't all need to be treated that way. And I think if everybody treats everybody with a baseline level of respect and wherever you want to start with that or end with that, I think that that, that that's my only take on it. So um, the only thing I will tell you, Tom, is I'll tell you another thing that I think could make all this better and two things that I think could make this better. And one of them is hot and flame broiled straight off the grill with a piece of cheese and then another piece of meat and a bun and a lettuce and tomato. And that is a Dairy Queen cheeseburger. And the other one is a blizzard. Cause you know what happens, Tom, if they don't flip it upside down, tell them what happens. It's free baby. It's free. Ladies and gentlemen, that moves us to our next segment, which is the one you know and love brought to you by Dairy Queen serving up the hot and cold treats that everybody loves since 1940 Happy to bring you Grill It or Chill It, brought to you by Dairy Queen. We're moving it up a little bit this week. It's going to be an abbreviated version. But, Tom, uh, I'm going to start with you. You bat lead off. Grill it or chill it. Take off. All right. My question for you is do you think, and we'll, I'm sure we'll deep dive into this in a second, um, Grill or Chill, that the NFL will fine, uh, suspend any player that is involved in one of these protests um, that we've had here recently. Yeah, I, I, so I, I think this. I think that, number one, I think that uh, Goodell is a total n- goob, right? I think he <laughs> is a, a – and you know what? It, 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 people, people want to disrespect him, but guess what? The owners pay him a shitload of money to be a literal firewall. Yeah. I mean, he takes yes, all do. the heat. He gives all their – he gives their statements. He does what they say. He is their do boy. And they pay him a shitload of money to be their do boy. And so they wanted a blanket statement in response to the video that Mahomes and, you know, Malcolm Jenkins and all these guys made. So he gave a blanket statement, but he gave a pretty, you know, more profound statement than I would have thought to say, hey, we were wrong in how we judged these guys, how they protested. And so I think rightfully so, these guys, whenever they play, however many people they play in front of, whatever the case, I legitimately think there's a chance that every player on every sideline is going to take form in some sort of gesture, whether it is taking a knee as a team. Um, I mean, because think about it. Can you imagine if every black player on the team takes a knee and there are white guys who don't? I mean, even if there are black guys who don't, like, can you imagine how that feels? I mean, both of us played on the same team. Can you imagine how that feels as a team if you're about to kick off? I mean, like, if Mm. if every black guy on my team takes a knee – then they're my teammate. They're my brother. So I care about what they care about. So I'm taking a knee. Yeah. Maybe not because it affects me, but because it affects them and, you know, indirectly it affects me. And so I think that it's going to be a mass protest as in like a hundred percent of players potentially. And I think that in that case, good for the players because they stood in solidarity and there's no way Goodell can find every one of them. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think there's going to be any fines. I don't think there's going to be any punishment. 
I mean, it, you know, I'm certain that there will become some other discussion that Max Kellerman, the douchebag, and, you know, Stephen A. will argue about over how far is too far or whatever. I'm sure they'll make that into a talking point. But, we, but no, we, you know, this, hey, this is an anti I think the is I'm chilling it. I'm chilling it because I, I don't think there's going to be any punishment. I think that at this point they got to let the guys do what they're going to do. This is an anti-Max Kellerman podcast. He 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 dissed our Label beloved. It. He he dissed our beloved NHL. We'll get to that later though. Uh, I, and I'm kind of I'm with you too. And I think that uh, you hit the nail on the head with that whole. Those are my brothers, no matter what. And I think that the biggest thing at the end of the day, those guys when they get on the field, is they want to win football games. And they're going to try and exactly. do that, and they know they need each other, and so, and I think that that's that's the biggest takeaway from that. So uh, I'm with you there. All right, Tom. Moving on to the next one. Grill it or chill it. Big news today in that Ole Miss has said they expect a full stadium week one in the most Mississippi move of all time. They completely threw COVID to the wind and said, "F it." We're going full stadium, however big their stadium is, 58, 60,000, whatever. We're packing it full, which they don't sell out anyway, so it doesn't matter, hotty-totty. But they're packing the bitch out week one, and they're going full-on COVID Fest 2020, and they're just going to let it rip. So here's my question. Grill it or chill it, over 50% of college football stadiums are full week one. I'm talking September Labor Day weekend. Uh, September 4th, and I'm going to grill it. It's just, it's bizarre. It's, I don't want to jump back into the whole, the watch the media thing, but you don't hear anything about this COVID virus anymore. It's, it's crazy. I mean, we talked about it too. It's like Publix took the, the lines down, which are supposed to go the direction, the direction lines down the aisle. They took those down. So it's definitely, COVID's definitely over now when you take the lines down in mm-hmm. Publix. And so I, there, I think there's, I'm going to grill that. I mean, well done, because I just, I just, we ragged about Ole Miss, and sure as the world, if you if you went to any one of the college bars below Kentucky, there's a good chance uh, you're immune to COVID anyway, because those are some there's some rad ratty bars in these colleges. <laughs> there's a real good chance you're, you're immune to it. Uh, I just see there's too much money to be lost, uh, and I think Ole Miss's plan was basically like if it's forced to go 50% capacity, I think the season ticket holders get the first, the first allotment, and then they move on from there. And it's just kind of like, I just see Ole Miss, or even, I mean, you could take a smaller echelon SEC school. Ole Miss is one of them. I wouldn't, Vanderbilt's not a football school. Vanderbilt's a baseball school. Uh, but like, a, but like a, I mean, Very true. you look around and you take, like Arkansas. I could see Arkansas, and you look at their COVID cases, they didn't have that many. I could see Arkansas jump saying, well, whatever. And we talked about this earlier because we're mentioning uh, the Doc and the Law um, fall football tour, which is road tripping up uh, later this year. We're talking, and if our plans change, we might just go to West Virginia because West Virginia really doesn't care because you, you think Mississippi They're doesn't care. Business, you think Mississippi doesn't care. West Virginia has. Gives no ifs. They're whatever, man. Just everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Which is crazy because they all have diabetes, so they're all at very high risk. <laughs> I mean, like the kids have it there. It's insane. Which is, but that's the same with Mississippi. Mississippi has off has. I'm sure same with diabetes, and I'm sure Alabama's the exact same way. So I just, I'm growing that all the way, man. I love it. 
All right, Tom, where are we moving on to now? Because we it's time to give the people what they want. We got yeah. live sports, baby. It's time to give the people what they want. We've been rambling on about no, nonsense. It's now to talk about sports, man. We've we finally – it seems like we're finally turning a, a COVID corner uh, and finally getting some action going. Uh, first big golf match, golf tournament, starts tomorrow. Again, this is being recorded on Wednesday night. Uh, so tomorrow, Thursday, the Colonial – uh, Charles Schwab Challenge uh, tees off tomorrow morning. Uh, they're having no fans, which should be extremely interesting. I know we've seen several of these these charity tournament things with no fans, but it's just been four guys playing. But this will have a full field playing uh, with no fans. But they will have several players mic'd up, which I definitely will be interesting to, to check out this weekend. So uh, I'm also going to give a quick update. Uh, plus 750 Martin Truex just cashed that in at Martinsville. So docking the law, put one on the board for us. So I should have given that pick out earlier. Uh, just for the record, I also had uh, Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman, which were obviously ills. But um, picking up four units on Martin Truex, that's a nice W for the docking the law team. Uh, but let's move on to uh, golf. So uh, so Colonial, here's the deal. It is, it's not the big bomber track. Okay, so this is an old school course in Dallas. Um, it's tight. It's short. It's uh, Kevin Na won here last year, and it's really a course that sets up for a strategic player. It's a course that sets up for a guy who, I mean, these are small greens, and so it sets up for a guy who is going to be high on the strokes gained uh, tee to green. It's going to be high. It's going to be a course that where you're going to be looking for people who can get up and down around the greens because you're not going to hit all the greens. And obviously, like every week, you're looking for a guy who can putt. This is not the place where you're looking for a DJ Brooks Kepka, you know, strokes gained off the tee kind of deal. And so I'll tell you where I'm going. If you look at the board, obviously, you know, the ones that jump off up at the top, you got Rory going off at eight to one. I don't know what to think about all this Rory Peloton. I read an article the other day that he's lost 12 pounds and maybe he's lost strokes because he's lost speed. I don't know what that means. John Rahm is at 12 to one. I think John Rahm is a great pick because he drives it straight. Straight. He drives it straight. Uh, he scrambles like crazy. The guy can putt, but 12 to one is a little rich for my blood. I'm fading Bryson DeChambeau at 22 to one. I'm fading Brooks Kepka because I'm fading the Bombers this week. I'll tell you where I got my money, Tom. Uh, my win picks this week, I got Xander Shoffley. I got in a little early, and I got that at 28 to 1. I also have Colin Morikawa. The kid is going to win, okay? If you've watched any PGA golf since the kid has come on board, he he does exactly what we're talking about. He hits it straight. He hits greens. He can put uh, Morikawa. I got him at 40 to 1. I also have Ricky because if anybody who knows me knows I love Ricky. I mean, my God, I bought some Puma golf shoes recently, and if that doesn't tell you how much I love Ricky, I got him at 25 to 1. My big long shot to win this week, uh, I'm picking a page out of the four-play pod, boys, pay, uh, pay playbook, and I'm going with kids. Uh, 80 to 1, I think he's the classic colonial player. He's great from the fairway to the green. He hits a lot of fairways. He's a short knocker. Uh, but he's got a great short game, 80 to one. So we're talking throw a unit down and pick up 80 units. All right. So Kiz is our long shot, 80 to one. I also did a little spray and pray. I took Shoffley, Morikawa, Kiz, and Ricky Fowler to finish top 10. Uh, my other one that I snuck in with, and this is the one I want to talk a little bit about, is Justin Rose. Okay, well, so was, Justin Rose has not played well recently. That was that was my pick for you. So give me one second before you jump into this. Ooh. Uh, first okay. off, first off, first off, 
I obviously you didn't listen to anything I said because I asked you to talk about them not micing players up on the on the green grass, but you're like, eh, hey, whatever, who cares? We're going to picks, which is fine. Oh, we'll get to that. I, I, I have to get picks. I had no, to get picks. No, Tom. I'm, I'm too stoked. So fine. you it's you're fine. giving out Justin Rose. Yes, I love Justin. I didn't Rose. think you'd have picks for this. I'm impressed. I, it's just it's just I got Justin Rose, and here's why. Um, he's won there before. Uh, he's also 2018. He's won there before, and like you mentioned before, I, he's got the game to to be successful at the Colonial. But the biggest thing, and I was reading on, up on this, is his iron play was extremely bad. It. His iron play was extremely bad. But he had he changed his so irons, and he's going to get better. He's changed his irons, and he's had three months off. Three months off, and oh. and see, and golf's a different sport. And I, we're not professional golf players. We we I, I hit the ball around a little bit. I know you do too. But but if you have three, there, golf's a sport where you can go out there and you can hit balls in a quarantine in your own backyard for three months and get better. And it's a feel thing too. You can get better hitting the irons. And I think his iron play will take off this weekend. Uh, along with that, again, you mentioned DJ uh, and excuse, uh, Justin Rose. I got him as Plus five thousand fifty to one. Yeah. Yep, that's what I got. Justin Rose at. And so the other one that was really interesting. You mentioned Dustin Johnson, who played like hot, smelly garbage in uh, what was the name of that tournament they did? What, the tournament that driving for relief match. Yeah. So he played like yeah, he smelly played garbage. terrible. Played t- terrible. And this, he's not set up for this course. But for him to miss the cut, this is something you could sprinkle a little bit on. Miss the cuts plus two thirty five. So do that what you will. Oh, I love that. I love that prop. Uh, so you're, you're, you got Justin Rose to win and DJ to miss the cut, huh? Yes. That's all. That's all I've got. I actually love that. So I will tell you, I, I did a little bit of spraying and praying. So I took, and I will say, I, dude, you literally took it straight out of my playbook. Justin Rose tore up the colonial 2018 switched from, I think he was playing Hanma, which they must've paid him a shitload of money because those clubs are garbage, but he went back to his tailor made irons. Like you said, he's been in the Bahamas playing for three months, I don't even think they have COVID, so he ain't sweating it. Um, but I took Xander, Colin Morikawa, Ricky Fowler, Justin Rose, and Kiz was my long shot to win. I took Xander, Colin Morikawa, Kevin Kisner, and Ricky Fowler to finish top ten. Uh, and then I also took uh, a, just a little fun action for Thursday. I also took Justin Rose at fifty to one, Ricky at forty to one, and Webb Simpson at thirty-three to one to lead after the first round. I'm also considering maybe throwing a half a unit or something on Webb Simpson to finish top 10 or maybe top five. He's got pretty nice odds. Uh, fades for the week that you mentioned the prop on uh, missing the cut. I think it would be interesting to maybe play a little bit on Brooks. Everybody knows if it's not a major, he's not interested. I don't actually think he's been playing golf. He's been posting all these videos, but shit, one day he was playing left-handed with Claude Harmon in Florida. So I don't know how dialed in Brooks is going to be. I mean, it's not even close to major season, obviously, anymore. Um, so he's sitting there. I think his odds to miss the cut will be pretty good. I think another nice one to miss the cut might be Dustin Johnson, like you said. Um, and then if you really wanted to get froggy, uh, I think another nice one to miss the cut might be Jordan Spieth, as much as I hate fading Jordan Spieth, especially in Texas. Um, but he has shown off big, long layoffs. He's not very good. So – that's all the golf talk I got. Whoa, whoa, let's back up. So here's my take on playing with no fans because I actually, I actually have a hot take on this. I think that the scores, and this is based on things I was reading the PGA guys saying when they said there would be no fans. 
I think the scores are going to be dramatically higher this week. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think that you also are going to see the likelihood of somebody like a Dustin Johnson or a Brooks Kepka or something missing the cut is very likely because I heard John Rahm talking about when he played at the tournament in Mexico, the WGC in Mexico on the 18th hole, it is a par five and the entire right side of the green is grandstands and the entire left side of the green is a pond. Right. So you know what he does? He aims at the damn grandstand and he tries to hit a draw off the grandstand because if it goes straight and it goes into the grandstand, the drop area is right next to the green. So why not just guarantee that you're not going to hit it in the lake? You can hit it into the middle of a grandstand. Well, guess what? Now there is no grandstand. There are no fans to help you find your ball. He might. These people might be losing balls if they're not hitting fairways. They're just like us now, right? They don't have people to help them look. And then the other thing is, there's no grandstand to keep your ball from going 50 yards behind the green if you skull at it like we do, which they don't that often, but sometimes they do. There's no grandstand to stop it. So it might go 40, 50 yards, and all of a sudden they're scrambling to make double like we do. So I think it's going to be fascinating to watch. I think that the guys being mic'd up is going to be very interesting, although uh, if you saw JT's comments, he you know said, hey, what me and Bones talk about, that's our business, not yours. So I feel like these guys probably signed a contract. There's going to be a lot of editing going on. Um, but I, I do think the whole thing's going to be fascinating. And like we said, most in two important words we said were live sports. Um, so – I'm going to be dialed in all week. You can bet on that. And uh, I'm ready to crank it up. Well, I'm really sweating. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'm sweating because it's, it's extremely warm in my garage. But I'm sweating, too, because we just spent a good, a good amount of time talking about the Charles Schwab Challenge. Imagine. Imagine wasn't September 4th rolls around and we got to talk about college football. This may be a four-hour podcast. Guys, like we said, we're, we're versatile. We're <laughs> versatile. And we don't have shit else to talk about. I talked about my job for 15 minutes, and that's probably all I'll talk about my job, the duration of this podcast. Well, we'll be editing that down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, moving on, uh, next live sport currently you're watching and currently gambling, um, NASCAR. You have and winning. Yeah, hey, that's, what, that's, that's the main goal is to win. Uh, NASCAR, and that I'm going to let you take the, I will say this. I'll let you take the lead on the picks, but – uh, a thousand, thousand members, this a thousand people could be in the stands this week. Going to be service members in Florida, and then next weekend in Talladega, five thousand people will be in the be able to be in the stands at Talladega. Uh, and that's all NASCAR talk from the law. <laughs> Thomas's input on NASCAR is that there will be fans there. Appreciate it, Tom. Uh, and he's going to drop it off to me. Um, no, so here, here's my take on, on Miami and, uh, I've actually done pretty well this year. So I hit Chase Elliott at Charlotte and I hit, I should have hit Chase Elliott at Charlotte twice. Um, but I hit Chase Elliott at Charlotte and Darlington. I'm going to bet on Chase Elliott every week, by the way. Um, but, uh, you know, and I, and we hit Martin Truex tonight. And so I think the most important thing, and I, and we'll have to do a little more work and actually I'm going to give a tease. We'll be putting out the NASCAR Miami picks on the Instagram page. We're not giving any picks on that tonight, so that's a little teaser for you. So be sure to check out Doc and the Law Pod on Instagram. That's where we'll be putting our NASCAR picks up. Um, but the, the the thing I have found with NASCAR is you got to do this. A, you got to pay attention to because here's the interesting thing about betting NASCAR recently: there's no practice and there's no qualifying, so you can't look at uh, how a guy's doing right now you know, at that track, 
what you have to look at is it's almost like horse racing. You got to look at past performances and you got to look at the package they had set up for that track in the past. And the other thing you can look at is packages that they had set up for similar distance and type tracks. Like is it a tribal? Is it a four turn? Is it a half mile? Is it a mile and a half? And so you, go find a similar track. Like when everybody was in Darlington, they were looking at Las Vegas. You get at Las Vegas, you're probably going to get at Darlington. And so that's how people were handicapping that race. So all I'll say about Miami is, is I think you got to find, I believe Miami is a mile and a half track. It's pretty flat. So it'll be similar to a Las Vegas. It'll be similar to like a Michigan. And so you got to find, uh, you know, somebody who has done well at those tracks in the past. And then really and truly, it's just find somebody you like, find somebody you want to cheer for. They all have pretty good odds, you know, I mean, because the odds that any of them win is pretty low when you consider 43 and the rest of that. So we'll be fixing the law pod, uh, but just uh, we're going to uh, hopefully hit one big this weekend. So picks will be coming out hopefully Friday or Saturday on docking the law pod for NASCAR. And. We're moving in Groover right now. Moving on. Next sport. Man, this is nice to talk about real sports. Nice change of pace. I love it. Uh, moving on to next sport. NBA put out that they're going to – their their game plan for restarting uh, in the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando. Um, and now it's come out that apparently due to some recent issues, some of the players – and I know we mentioned talking about this late earlier and – uh, what maybe some some teams uh, that we could see making a run at the championship when the playoffs do start. Uh, but it sounds like this may all be put on hold because some of these players are going to just sit out because of what's going on in the world. Um, seriously? I, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I mean – <laughs> this, this, this is docking the law. It's only it's only been the third his, it's only been the third episode of docking the law. Granted, we had the strong side of ranch. Uh, rest in peace before this. But um, anybody who knows me knows that um, it's not often that I'm completely speechless, if ever. But I don't know what to say about that. I just really don't. I mean, <laughs> it's like I feel like anything I say is wrong, right? I mean, I feel like uh, anything I say, I can't really put myself in those guys. Sh- use um but i will say i wish they would play so that we could bet on it <laughs> but, but, but but no i mean look I, I we've already said you know we're pro sports and we're pro uh we're pro people becoming united on something and if there's anything people can come united on it's hating each other's basketball teams Right. I mean, that's what people love to talk about in the NBA. And um, I, I just think it would be cool. I think it would be cool. I think, you know, I heard on another podcast uh, earlier this week that it'll be interesting to see if Carmelo finally gets his chance to play in an empty gym like he does in the offseason on all those Instagram videos. <laughs> is he still going to score 100 points? Right. Like, is James Harden still going to get to go to the strip club if he's playing at 9 a.m.? You know, it's like, it's just interesting things to think about, but I wish they would play. I, I have not read that article, so that's kind of coming as shocking news to me, but um, we'll see what they do. I think it will be a really fun format. I think training camps were supposed to start in July with a target to play in mid-August, but I don't know. I, I wish they would play. Speaking of playing, 
that was NBA talk. We're moving on to NHL talk, baby. Oh, here we go. The uh, the NHL has moved on to their next phase, and I saw an Instagram photo, and I hate the Boston Bruins, but you know what? The Boston Bruins are on the ice today getting ready. Uh, I, I also hate the Blackhawks. Oh, I hate everybody. I just hate everybody, except for the Preds. Join and me. We're sitting, club, buddy. And uh, a picture surfaced, Patrick Kane with his gear, getting ready to roll. But you, and, man – Freaking love hockey. Love hockey. Those guys, they don't they they get they get it, man. They get it. It's time, it's time to hit the ice. It's time to 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 give Lord Stanley's cup to somebody. Um the format, we mentioned it last uh last episode, is crazy. It should be a lot of fun. Um back to wait, real quickly, back to the NBA real quick, just for a quick second. A lot of the guys were upset having to they had to live in a bubble. Uh they or they couldn't leave. They couldn't leave the Walt Disney World Resort, dude. It's the happiest place on earth. <laughs> Yo, what, if you had to be stuck somewhere, <laughs> wouldn't you want to be stuck at Disney World? It's not like they stuck them in fucking Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> or like Cleveland. You know, it's not, as Joachim Noah said, like nobody goes to Cleveland on vacation. Literally, everyone goes to Walt Disney, Disney World. They go to Disney on vacation. Would you not want to be quarantined in Disney World? Like, I, I just don't get it, but whatever. So do you realize if someone said, hey, you can't see your family and you have to be stuck at Disney World doing nothing but playing, getting paid to play sports for three months, I wouldn't even say bye. I would be so gone. Are you kidding? You just get to live at Disney World unhindered for three months. Oh, I, these guys. It's just a, a different world they live in. Whatever. So, of course, NHL is doing the two hub city thing. Uh, we can do a quick pick thing if you want to. Uh, I kind of scanned it over um, for our first round matchups. You know, the first four seeds actually get the they play the round robin to figure out seeding. Uh, again, in the East, the Pens play the Canadians, Hurricanes play the Rangers, Isles play the Panthers, Leafs play the Blue Jackets. Get your picks real quick. Pens, Canadians. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think. Uh... I, I, I don't know. I'll be, I mean, you know, all these picks aren't going to mean shit. Nobody's going to remember this. So I'll just take the pins. I mean, I think that uh, realistically, I don't think the Canadians are as good as they were a couple years ago. Um, you know, they've, they've let go. Patchy Reddy's gone. Galchenyuk's gone. Um, I, I'm going to go with the pins. Uh, pin, and pins swept them. Pins, uh, pins swept them during the regular season, so I think it's a. We'll just do the East today too. We're, we'll won't worry about the West. We'll like the it. East real quick. Uh, pins swept the Canadians during the during the regular season, and I think Carey Price has lost a little bit, so I take the pins. I may take the pins in a sweep there, three zero. Uh, moving on next, Hurricanes Rangers. I personally see uh, Hurricanes uh, winning winning four. I just don't see a lot from that Rangers squad. They're young. Uh, they've got talent, but they're again they're young. And when it comes to playoff hockey, you need a little bit of experience. Hurricanes made a good. They had a pretty good run last. Was it last year or two years ago? Had a pretty good run last year. Uh, I think they got mm-hmm. some bets on there. They got good goaltending. I could see them making a little bit of noise. Yeah, I think if you remember from the last podcast, I like the Rangers actually. I mean, excuse me, not the Rangers, the Hurricanes. I like the Hurricanes. Let me just scratch that. I like the Hurricanes. Um, I, I think the Rangers are a little disorganized when you watch them play. 
Um, and I just, I don't know. I, I, I think the Hurricanes are going to win more than one series in this thing because I, I got another pick coming up for you here in just a second. But, um, yeah, I actually see the Hurricanes moving on to the semifinals, so I like the Hurricanes. All right, next matchup be the Isles and the Panthers. Uh, don't know a whole lot about the Panthers. I think they played, again, being a pro Preds podcast, I watched most of the Predators game. I think they played the Panthers once this year. Or they played them once. I think they were supposed to play them again, uh, but everything got canceled. Uh, Islanders, you know, they got Trots and Trots. Being a former Preds coach, he's going to play good, solid defense. I think the Isles take it. I could see it going five. Uh, I think the Isles take it with good, solid defense. Uh, if they get good goaltending, I think they'll be okay. Uh, here's where I'm going with a big upset. I think it's going to be the Panthers. And one of the reasons I think it's going to be the Panthers is because I think that there's a possibility. Uh, wasn't Orlando entertained as one of the cities? Uh, but it doesn't matter. I mean, there's no fans. But I think that one of the biggest things is that the, the Panthers have, like, an interesting mix of old guys and young guys. If you look at their roster and some of these – I mean, th- their young guys they have are legit. Um, and so – uh, I'm going to take the Panthers in the upset here, and I think that they'll probably lose in the second round. I mean, obviously, it's hard to say because I don't know who they'll play, um, but I like the Panthers in the upset here. Hey, man. Again, we could, we'll could probably have another uh, podcast and talk about this again and see something new. Yeah, no, nobody's going to remember these picks. Yeah. Hey, it makes us feel better, though. Uh, last matchup in the exactly. East, Leafs, Blue Jackets. Uh, I'm, go- I'm just going to go chalk again and take the Leafs. Leafs got a ton of talent. They get good goaltending. They can make a serious run. They've been so up and down this year. When they when the Leafs got it, they got it, and they could be one of the best teams in the league. But when they are off, they are really off. But, uh, again, who knows how things will shape up with it being this much time off, how training camps go. Uh, but I'm just going to, again, just go chalk and take the, take the Leafs against the Blue Jackets. Yeah, I like that. I think that – I think, uh, you know – Again, when you're making these picks, I feel like sometimes you just got to have, like, bullshit reasons why you go one way or the other. And so I th- I feel like the Blue Jackets had a really nice run in the playoffs last year. And so I kind of feel like this is maybe a year when they flop. And also, I agree with you. I like Freddie Anderson in the goal a lot for the Leafs. Um, and at some point, Austin Matthews has got to do something in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, like, uh-huh. the dude is – he's got to do something because he's a legit dude, and legit dudes do legit stuff in the playoffs. So I'm taking the Leafs here as well. Well, hey, but uh, we'll get more into hockey talk once we actually get it for sure. I think they're supposed to go actually to – so uh, they're starting individual drills right now or team drills with small groups, but they'll actually – I think the plan is in the 1st of July, they actually go into training camp for a few weeks. So I think we – I saw a picture of Pekka. He's still in Finland, but he but Pekka's on the ice, and that's that's welcome welcome news. Get get back out there, but you big Finn. Um Next, next sport, man. We're just rattling them off. Goodness, all Let's this. Keep on rolling, uh, baby. I, I know. I forgot we were a sports podcast. I thought we were just kind of like a Debbie Downer podcast there for a while. Uh, next sport, uh, soccer. Bundesliga is garbage. Uh, I think my bank account looks is we're so bad. <laughs> we're so, so bad, so bad at Bundesliga. And Byron, first off, Byron wins. I think they were. Uh, let's see, two and a half. I did. I did not bet it, but I think they were two and a half goal favorite. And that was still at minus 130. Uh, and they they scored a goal in the last, I think it was, last few minutes to win yesterday. So, Byron, and it, I guess a sloppy play, Bundesliga. But EPL, the European Premier League, makes its return next week. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about uh, – I've seen the NB, NBCSN schedule, so there's going to be soccer on all the time, which I better go find another job because it's going to get – it's going to get hairy around the gray household. 
um, if, if, <clears throat> if things don't start going better. Uh, but there's going to be a bunch of soccer on. Uh, a lot of your, uh, it looks like league wise, Liverpool has they've kind of run away with this one. I'm glad they're restarting. A lot of people, when they stopped stop play, were upset because Liverpool was going to win the win the championship. And I mean, I think they're 30, 20 points ahead of the second place person, that second place team. I don't yeah, know. but I actually, I actually was, I was just looking at that a minute ago. So it looks like Liverpool's got 82 points. Man City's got 57. So actually, uh, shout out to one of my boys, um, the uh, Scottish destroyer, uh, the, the the ginger warrior, Alan Duncan, one of my buddies I work in the operating room with. He's a huge Liverpool fan. He's actually a oh, legit nice. Liverpool fan because he's from Scotland. Very but nice. he's kind of my EPL. He's kind of my EPL go-to guy. He said apparently Liverpool, if if Man City loses and Liverpool wins, I think their first game, they can go ahead and wrap it up. But apparently there's some scenario where if Man City wins out and Liverpool loses a couple games, then Liverpool could see uh, seal it against Man City, which I guess is what all the Liverpool fans want, so they can, like, throw it in their face. Uh, but, yeah, it's looking like Liverpool's going to win the league again this year. I think it's going to be a little anticlimactic. But, again, if we can bet on it uh, and it's on TV, yeah. then we will, and it'll yeah. be sick. And moving on to our last sport uh, – not our last sport, second to last sport we're going to – speak on that's not anywhere close to being on tv dude what's major league baseball doing um so i actually have have read a little bit on like some of the legal ramifications of all this stuff that's going on and we won't get into it here because that's not what we talk about but it's interesting stuff about like they're prorating their pay but then they're talking about like do we make a pool of bonus money for people who get in the playoffs and then they get more money because that doesn't count as prorated pay for the, you know, and the interesting thing is the, you know, in a shocking turn of events, the owners don't want games and the players want games because the more the players play, the more they get paid, but the more games that they play without a gate and no fans in the stands, the more money the owners lose. So realistically, what they're coming to the, the compromise they're coming to is how many games are the owners willing to let them play based on how much money are they willing to lose? And I heard the other day, and I can't remember the number, but it's maybe a hundred, couple hundred thousand that they're gonna lose for every game they play. So it's like if they play 20 more games, they lose like 10 million more dollars or something crazy. So it's come down to this number of like 40 or $50 million that each owner is willing to eat in order for them to play the number of games that the players feel like they need to play. The comment I heard earlier on the radio today, which I think is the sentinel comment is this Korean baseball is on ESPN every day, which means it is feasible to be playing baseball right now with no fans in the stands in a time where baseball is falling off Max Kellerman can honestly, pardon my language, he can go fuck himself if he really thinks that baseball is in the top three sports in America anymore. Baseball is sliding, and I love baseball, but it is sliding, and it's losing. people are losing interest in it, and lacrosse is coming up in the spring, and kids don't want to play baseball anymore because it's boring, and it's boring to watch on TV. And in a time where they could literally be the only American sport on TV besides NASCAR and UFC, they're not. And I think they might miss a whole year, and I'm just telling you, if, if baseball misses this entire season, it will take decades of drastic changes for baseball to bounce back from this. This will be a serious blow if they don't figure out a way to play this year. Nice rant. Well done. That was impressive. 
appreciate that. I've been working on that for about <laughs> five seconds. <laughs> that was that was off the cut, cuff to the point. Uh, I mean, hey, you stick stuck it to the man. That's, that's what we're here for. Here for hot takes. That's what we hot do. Takes. Hot takes. That's what we do. Screaming. Right. But you know, but you know what you do. You know what time it is. It's Bahama Bob's Pony Pick time. <laughs> Uh, we need to get some better effects than that, guys. Yeah. Guys and gals, guys and gals. That that was that sounded like, that sounded like a uh, ghost in a bad haunted house. Is what that sounded like, <laughs> Scooby Doo. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it sounded like. Uh, boys and girls, if you're uh, if you're venturing, vacationing, we know summer's the time for vacation. Uh, if you're vacationing down in Gulf Shores, or Orange Beach area, uh, in Lower Alabama, in LA, uh, just hop in the car, get with your family. Go find yourself uh, a tasty treat that is a burger, some seafood, an adult beverage at Bahama Bob's Beachside Cafe. Guys and gals, uh, again, last podcast we mentioned at Corey. Uh, we've been there as a podcast. Uh, I can't say enough about them. They've been good to my family. We, we go to the beach every year, uh, stay in Gulf Shores. And I think this, this past time, uh, we went to a seven-night stay, went to Bahama Bob's three times. Uh, <laughs> which, which <laughs> hey, you know, when you like when you like something, you 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 enjoy it while you're there. Uh, they have they have great appetizers. Uh, we've gotten in the past, we've gotten the buffalo shrimp, we've gotten the steamed crab claws. Yes, folks, there's they have fried, but they also have the steam. The steam are sneaky good. Uh, they have great scallops. Always have a great piece of fish, uh, blackened or grilled. Uh, last time, Corey, you and I both got the burger. One of the best burgers down there that you uh, that you can find. Um, and again, make sure you scroll through the, the adult beverage section. They got some, some adult beverages that guys and gals, you're going to really want to take part in, uh, go check out Bahama Bob's, uh, and Gulf Shores, ladies and gents. It's time. Corey Smith, take it away. It is time for that segment that we all know and love Tom. And that is the 60 second horse update, which is usually around 185 seconds from Corey Smith. So it actually has been a fascinating couple days here in horse racing. And I think we talked about it a little bit on the last podcast. Um, but so the whole way the Triple Crown is shaking out this year is insane. Okay. So it's almost flipped in reverse. So the Belmont, instead of being last this year, is going to be first. So it's next weekend. Okay. And it's usually a mile and a half. They're only going to run, I think, a mile and a 16th this year. And instead of being a full field of 15 to 20 horses, it's only going to be about 8 to 10. But that's because horses are dropping like flies. So at the beginning of the season, it was thought that the two Kentucky Derby favorites were Nadal and Charlatan, a couple three-year-old Cali breads by Bob ba- that Bob Baffert trained. Okay. Charlatan tests positive for lidocaine after the Arkansas Derby. So they talk about disqualifying him and him losing his points. Then last week, he hurts his leg and they pull him out of the Belmont and say that he's probably not even going to get it to run in the Triple Crown. Charlatan's out. A couple weeks ago, Nadal breaks his tibial plateau. He gets retired. He's out. Okay. So at the Matt Wynn Stakes at the Kentucky Dirt, or excuse me, at Churchill Downs a couple weeks ago, Maxfield, really interesting three-year-old out of California as well, he runs, he wins, he posts a buyer speed figure that's one of the top three-year-old times this year. He automatically becomes a favorite for the Kentucky Derby. Bro, he hurt his leg today, now he's out of the Kentucky Derby. So I'm sitting here looking like a magician because I took a horse called Tis the Law after he won the Florida Derby back in April, I think, 
at 150 plus, uh, excuse me, 150 to no, 15 to one to win the Kentucky Derby. Tis the law is now. I remember you saying that on the podcast. <laughs> that was part of my initial 10 minute rant on the yeah, podcast. Remember when I said, I think, when I said, I think Tis the law is the best three year old in America. Uh-huh. Tis the law is now sitting at plus 225 as the betting favorite to win the Kentucky Derby. So, other update is this past weekend, the Santa Anita Derby. Honor AP went up against Authentic. Authentic, huge favorite. Honor AP, big run down the stretch, takes him. Honor AP now moves into the second slot. He's plus 450. Authentic still holding down that third spot. A really sneaky horse. I think you've got to watch Stole Volante. He ran in an allowance claiming race at Gulfstream Park today. Big run in, in the stretch as well um, to take down Ete Indian, who was a big favorite, also a Kentucky Derby horse. Sole Volante moves up in betting odds. He's now 14 to 1. He's looking like he's going to make the Belmont as well. So, really interesting stuff going on in horse racing. Um, the biggest thing is the three of the biggest favorites coming into the year, as in two weeks ago, um, they're all three out with injuries. So, um, like I said, it's a new sport I found. I'm absolutely fascinated. I hope that you'll come along this ride with me. Hopefully, we end up getting to have the Kentucky Derby even. Um, but next week, will, next week will be a big week because I'm giving out Belmont picks. That'll be on the pod and on the Instagram. And uh, a big weekend at Belmont Churchill Downs this weekend. So, I'll try to put some picks up for the people. But uh, we'll try to we'll try to keep it rolling. Once again, the Corey Smith 60-second horse update last three and a half minutes. <laughs> At least I'm consistent, baby. Yeah, hey, hey, exactly. Exactly. But <laughs> what was the what was the quote about uh, missing a putt? You can't, you miss something like you miss all the ones you leave short, baby. Exactly. <laughs> the the sixty second horse update will never be fifty nine seconds. You got that right. You got that right. Well, Again, uh, I'm sweating, like pouring sweat, so I'm going to have to go uh, get this situation taken care of. I mean, I think we rambled on for about a good hour, but it's all good. Hey, we got some stuff off our chest. It was nice to actually talk about uh, the big sports, including NHL, Max Kellerman. Um, And again, if you're listening, guys and girls, appreciate it. Uh, We just do this for fun. And if if you find this stuff interesting, man, we're just going to keep rocking and rolling with it. But yeah, and you know what? I mean, I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, have a conversation with somebody and and love on people and treat people with respect. And, uh, you know, I think sports is something that oftentimes makes people do the opposite of that. But it also kind of brings people together and and helps us find common ground. So it's exciting to see sports coming back and, um, you know, just know that we'll get through all this stuff together like we always do. No.